What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast. Uh, Today, there's a lot of information that's given into the gaming section. As this week, or let's let's just say within the span of 24 hours, you had the um, Game Awards. uh, That was about at least roughly about two, almost three hours of the showcase, which showed off a lot of winners, maybe some upsets depending on the people and as well as a lot of announcements again that we can look forward to into the near future at least by 2025 and more to come within that plus another trailer of a game that we've been waiting on as well that i am happy to mention about and uh from last time's podcast and dive a little bit into whatever that was given for that trailer as well as some sports of course you got to mix in some of this nonsense and the madness that goes on within the college football in terms of the championships and uh, moving further in terms of how they went about picking who was going to be playing in the national championship but that's there to discuss in a little bit as well as the nba happen to have their in-season tournament as it's gearing up for the championship pretty soon and uh yeah <laughs> and more <laughs> so yeah so let's get ready and let's get beginning so we're gonna start off with gaming of course so within last night's game awards there was a lot of announcements as i predicted pretty much what was gonna happen usually a lot of times in game awards they usually do this so it's somewhat not really a surprise anyway. Um, so there was a lot that was given out, a lot of winners, um, and other surprises in, in that whole realm. Um, so throughout the whole entire night, there was a lot of winners that came out there. I mean, let's just start off with the bat where there was some games like uh, Borders uh, Castle. <clears throat> excuse me. Oof, boy. Get in there, but excuse me. No, Borders Gate 3 was the one that was taking out a lot of wins i have not played that game yet um i actually haven't played any of the first couple of installments for the game but it has been given a lot of praises so hopefully for the ones that you've been playing the game hopefully you guys have been enjoying it and <laughs> sounds like to me y'all happen to enjoy it very much so uh there was a lot of announcements there was a lot of nominees especially for spider-man 2 of course as well as um tears of the kingdom for the legend of zelda um, Resident Evil 4 definitely had some too as well, Alan Wake 2, so it was, it was a very tight race for a lot of games that was being announced, especially if they were in other categories such as sound and music, um, so there, there was a lot of that that was happening within there as well, um, between that, I mean, I mean, best game direction happened to give it out there too as well, and there was a lot within there too i mean i believe alan wake won that one as well for the um best game direction there too and then you're talking about best narrative they also won that too and then you're talking about for the best art direction too was alan wake too i mean they were they were killing it with that too best score in music game to final fantasy 16 um, it was very close in that race too, especially since it had High Five Rush. But speaking of High Five Rush, they happened to get the best audio design as well. Um, so that was basically, in a sense, the best in-game audio and sound design. Just to clarify what that actual category means, um, there was a lot of other ones. Best performance happened to be, especially in terms of voiceover, have a Neil Newbin uh, for Baldur's Gate. Keep on saying Baldur's Ring, <laughs> like it's out, <laughs> like it's Elden Ring. But Baldur's Gate Three was another one that was in there as well. Um, and now happened to be having people like Yuri Lau within there, and Idris Alba who played in Cyberpunk, and uh, Ben Starr, and uh, Melina Bird too for Alan Wake too. So there was a lot of people that was in there too that <laughs> it could have went to anybody really. 
Um, so, um, yeah. And, of course, I was going for best family game because I know Sonic Superstars was in there. And, unfortunately, well, Super Mario Wonder happened to win that one. But it's kind of tight with that one, too, as well. Uh, best fighting actually went to Street Fighter 6, which really wasn't a surprise with that. I mean, there was some pretty good ones up there, too. I mean, you had Mortal Kombat 1. Um, you know, you had God of War Rock as well. But, clearly... <laughs> You know, with Street Fighter 6, the way how it was designed and how it's played, and it's a very unique type of style of gameplay that they haven't seen probably in a long time since probably Street Fighter 3, but in its own unique way of how you can actually have different ways of fighting, it was pretty It was pretty nice in there as well. Um, I think I believe Best Action and Adventure went to, um, happened to go to actually Legend of Zelda Tears of Kingdom. Mind you, of course, within that was Marvel Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake, Resident Evil, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So, with all those in there, that's kind of tight. <laughs> that's that's kind of tight, too, as well. Best RPG um, pretty much went to, um, I believe it was um, Baldur's Gate 3. And, I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 was literally taking just about almost all the awards that was up there in that list. And so, of course, you know, of course, you can also look at the other ones, too, that came up as for all the winners that was mentioned inside the Game Awards as well. Um, but they happen to show off, of course, as the creme de la creme of them all is the Game of the Year. And the Game of the Year happened to be given to Baldur's Gate 3. Now, I know people, because, you know, people say, what about Spider-Man 2? And granted, don't get me wrong, Spider-Man 2 is really, really great. I mean, I put my bid in for them to actually win Game of the Year. Um, I know. It's 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 kind of interesting how they go about the voting. Um, and it could be controversy, very much so. I mean, who knows? And obviously, this is coming from an unbiased, you know, pretty much coming in here. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I want Spider-Man 2 to win. Um, so it definitely broke a lot of people's hearts with that because it definitely had that game of the year mentality of it too as well. But you had to keep in mind of what Baldur's Gate 3 happened to have to offer. Alan Wake 2 was up there with Resident Evil 4. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, I mean, compared to those, I mean, I wouldn't have said pick that one because I mean, at the end of the day, even though it's a very unique game, it's still Mario at the end of the day. <laughs> and then you still have Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So that's a lot of games up there that you couldn't really go wrong with anyone that probably was picked. You know what I'm saying? So there was definitely some upsets. There was some happiness to it as well um, and everything along that line. I know especially when it came to um, some of the controversy of the speeches. I know a lot of award shows these days and Game Awards is no exception to it as well. I know a lot of times they try to speed up the, um, you know, try to keep things moving, I, apparently, allegedly so, for some of the speeches. And, and, and this is a big achievement for a lot of ones, whether it's an individual, whether it was a group effort award. Every every time anybody comes up on the stage is a very important matter because you do not know if you're going to be up on that same stage again next year. So you have to, you know, brask in the moment, thank who you want to thank to got you to this point and who as a group, you know, made this a success. Um, and so they were, I know for one, they were speeding up a lot, especially from last year. Um, as, uh, if anybody, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Judge happened to have like an eight minute video. And it's fact that if, when they start off with the show, they made that joke. He came up there and made that joke about that too as well. <laughs> so, um, and so that's what he happened to, uh, mention because it was, I will say long drawn out. I mean, it was a good moment, but yeah, it was. 
a moment indeed. So I guess they were trying to try to speed up the time frame and whatnot. But I mean, for a lot of the ones that was up there, you know, they went, they came quick with the music. I'm like, dang, they didn't get to even finish what their thought was. But kudos to them for still continuing instead of just saying stop. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, hey, let me finish what I was trying to do. So, but the, also the other problem was too was that some of the celebrities that came up there that was either promoting a game that was up there or <clears throat> that was about to announce a certain category for the award happened to show, you know, just do a little bit longer than what they probably was supposed to do type of thing. So, and it's like, oh, we're not going to get mad at the celebrities because that's huge. That, that promotes our brand. Well, you got to keep that in mind for the ones that actually created the game who have blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, the war show, so to some might be like, oh, it's just a war show, but that means a lot to a lot of people. You know, you got to look, you have to literally probably sit in there with them every single day, however long the process was with the game, just to see how much blood, sweat, and tears they had to put into each and every one of these games. You know, I mean, you're talking a lot of puzzle pieces to put into one game, not just so much the game, not the animation style. You talking about the music, you talking about the, you know, the editing. <laughs> and I mean, the editing probably will be nightmarish too. Um, and just making sure that this game is great, you know, showing their best piece of work, you know, especially for having fans to enjoy a great game. You know what I'm saying? It's an, it's an art at the end of the day. So people have to take that into consideration too. So I know the hosts happened to mention about that they were gonna try to fix that, I guess, and then in the future. Um, so, um, that's something that I guess they're going to address moving forward further for that reason as well, too. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I know there was like a lot of ads that was up there, but I guess it's like, yeah, we got to pay our due somehow. I'm like, I guess, <laughs> I guess. And speaking of Chris will judge though, he did make a notion, as I mentioned about, about the eight minute speech he had last year. And he obviously brought that up. <laughs> he happened to mention a little quote that you know again i probably wouldn't know about this one specifically because i haven't played that specific part of this game yet um <laughs> but it was i guess a certain complaint about what happened with the game but he happened to more or less took a nice little jab and punch at it keep in mind chris Jones is a big dude <laughs> like probably pin you down i mean he's a giant <laughs> he's a giant that voices kratos in god of war He's also played a little bit of some other uh, voiceover too as well, especially for one game like uh, Def Jam Vendetta and Fight for New York, you know, as D-Mob. So, yeah, a little fun fact for y'all if y'all didn't know about that. But just to name those in that game. He happened to said a little quote, even through his speech about the, you know, what was going on with the game and his little jab, you know, his little joke with the eight-minute speech thing. He mentioned about this. My speech was actually longer fun fact my speech was actually longer than this year's call of duty campaign and i was like wow <laughs> um whoo i mean people were like either like wow appalled and i was like yo he actually put that up on stage <laughs> and you know to some it was like a harmless joke i mean and clearly it wasn't more or less to the Call of Duty um, team, more or less, obviously. Of course, they're going to be upset about it because they're the ones, obviously, besides getting jabbed at it, they're the ones who created the whole eight-minute type of or the quick campaign. Keep in mind as well is that this 
Marvel 3 was technically supposed to be an expansion to MW2. I guess. That's what they said. I mean, obviously, keep in mind that these games are being basically remakes. Because we already had a Modern Warfare and a Modern Warfare 2 and a Modern Warfare 3. And they all were on their own separate disc. So now with the ability of doing DLC and stuff like that, I mean, could I, I I'm kind of surprised I was thinking that it would have been its own separate disc as they do have it now. But I guess in a sense, they were getting already some flack about the fact that they were rushing it for about like 18 months instead of trying to do it for like three years, like the usual three year process. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not on the team, so I can't say <laughs> what goes on, but they took a lot of reaction to it. Um, I know, um, one somebody mentioned about it too on there was like said funny but yeah the metrics that call of duty absolutely destroys all of god of war games probably combine to be honest and it's also equally laughable if not more i guess that's what they were saying about some quotes there and then it was another one as i think one of the um assistant art director of the uh, call of duty studio treyarch he mentioned about, imagine having short user engagement once your game is consumed. Can't relate. I was like, oof. So there was a lot of back and forth banter with that. Um, I mean, everybody was kind of chamming in on that, I guess, more or less the ones who happened to work on the game, obviously, too. So, mm, I mean, to me, looking outside, looking in, I'm like, hmm. I mean, if he mentioned it, I mean, somebody probably else mentioned it. If I'm going to keep it fair, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, like I said, I can't chime more into it because I haven't played that campaign of it. But I feel like somebody else, whoever else would have said it. I mean, it's probably other people who probably has felt the same way that it felt short. He just probably haven't been the one that used that, <laughs> used that platform. <laughs> Live, mind you, right? No editing whatsoever. Live mentioned that, and I was like, oof. Huh. Should be interesting. This <laughs> should be very interesting indeed how that's going to go. And clearly, obviously, it didn't sit well for some people. So there was there was some of that, too. Um, but, um, yeah. But as always, like I mentioned, too, there also were some announcements of games that are either coming out this year or more or less the next couple weeks, if it isn't, or next year and even two years down the road. And so they did show off some games. Um, one happened to be Monster Hunter Wilds. It's coming out in 2025. I mean, the minute they showed us the trailer, which happened to be the last trailer or announcement of the night, they happened to mention that. And I was like, the minute I saw some monsters out there, I was like, yeah, this is Monster Hunter. <laughs> so it looks like with Monster Hunter Wilds, it's like, hence the name Wilds. It looks like it's like in a desert area, you know, with rocks and everything like that. And everything so looks pretty uh pretty cool pretty cool for me um then they also have a free speaking of which with uh christopher judge they have a free god of war ragnar dlc and that's coming out next week it's pretty much ragnar van Halle. so that's pretty nice right no payment especially coming from playstation no payment of this dlc that they probably could have done and this is coming out next week that's pretty nice so you can get that december 12th so that's that's gonna be cool if you happen to play that as well um Hideo kijima happened to show off a game um the xbox project uh now titled od pretty much is pretty much short for overdose and kind of was confused what was going on with that one too 
Um, but he's also, I guess, Jordan Peele will be a collaborator to the game as well. So we haven't had much uh, information about it. It looks interesting. Um, so that's something to look for in the near future as well. Then you happen to have some other stuff as well. Um, one of my favorite comic book characters happens to finally have his own game. Well, actually, I wouldn't say finally. Technically, he did have a couple of games throughout the early parts of PlayStation, whether it was PlayStation 1 and you had PlayStation 2. It happened to be the Daywalker Blade. I was like, yo, yes. <laughs> you know, especially since we're just busy waiting for the new movie to come out eventually because it's been getting delayed so many times. Um, we're actually getting the game. Blade. Now, granted, I know we have Spider-Man being on a Somniac, and we also have Wolverine, who's also being developed in through Somniac. Well, this one isn't going to be through a Somniac. It's actually going to be through Arcane Studios, the ones that's been behind Dishonored and Deathloop. If you happen to know any familiarity with those games, they're very good, story-wise driven, and the game plays very well. So, for them to work on Blade, and I know that um, one of the guys, I think he was the one of the head um designers and the workers for the studio is ecstatic about it right <laughs> i would too um it's definitely they mentioned it was going to be like a single player third person game in paris so we oui, we oui. uh so definitely since they just said that they just started doing development on there i mean the animation i mean him in the barbershop getting a haircut and stuff like that just hearing the news and stuff like that and it was some danger going on outside i was like dude this is sick. <laughs> oh my god, this is gonna be so sick. You better believe, depending on how this game works, which I know their work is really good. Day one, we're there. <laughs> day one, not day two, not day three, not six. Day one, we're there. I'm buying that copy. Physical. I ain't do no digital. I'm tired of the digital. Get the physical. But um, I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do for that. My thing is that depending on since they just said they just started doing development and it could be somewhere in 2023, could have been around the last couple weeks, month or two, who knows? I, I probably might see that game. It'd be funny. <laughs> I can see this game probably coming out as close as the movie. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, 2025, I could probably see it maybe, possibly happening. Um, I don't know for sure, but man, because. The last time you really saw Blade in any kind of game was kind of Midnight Suns, and I probably, I wouldn't say I can't recommend it, but it also disappointed me and some of my friends about that, because we were thinking, oh snap, because we saw Blade in there, and then we saw a couple other uh, characters in there, I was like, oh snap, and of course you got Wolverine and X-Men and Ghost Rider, and it's like, you got, you got all these people up in here, but it wasn't kind of what some people probably expected from the game. Um, and we're not talking design-wise, we're just talking like gameplay-wise. It was like kind of like a turn-based style of gameplay instead of just controlling him like free will. So, but they did say it was going to be more of a mature story, which it makes sense. I mean, if you know anything about even watching the first three movies or you follow the comics, like even not the comics I own for Blade, I mean, even from the movies, but from the comics, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's vampire, you get the monsters, you know, but the story is so good. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? What do you, I mean, what do you think? It's a black man, Superman, with the cool shades and the blade and the trench coat. It's it's totally dope. 
So I was very excited for that. I mean, I literally jumped out of my seat when I <laughs> when I saw this. I was like, no way. <laughs> no way. Because like I said before, Blade 1, they had, a, you know, from the movies. I think actually all the Blades games were pretty much coming from the movies. Because you had Wesley Snipes, who obviously was the one who was the lead actor for Blade. He was on the cover for Blade 1 on the PlayStation. And I, you know, you see Blade 2 on the PS2. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they probably did. Blade 3. I have to double check that, but I know Blade 1 and 2, they have made video games out of as well. So, yeah, say the least. It's pretty sick. Pretty sick. So then, uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> then the next one that also got me out of my seat and probably lost my mind was that Sega. <laughs> Sega, you know... The thing about with Sega, you know, especially during their heydays, you know, they had made some great games. They still made great games, but they still made some really, really great games through especially the competition with Nintendo. And especially when they were putting out games on their system, it made it very even more competitive, especially if anything touching and sniffing the Dreamcast. Though the Dreamcast only had about, <clears throat> excuse me, about a two year span. And even we can go before that, you know, between the Saturn, the Genesis, the Mega Drive. Uh, the CD, you know, there's a lot of game systems that was out there that pretty much produced a lot of good games from Sega's arsenal. And throughout the years, we haven't seen much from Sega doing that. I mean, they may be doing stuff with Atlas. They might have some other games that might publish, like Demon Slayer, for instance. Like, it's not a Sega game, but they published the game. And, of course, you're going to have the favorite Sonic the Hedgehog. And, you know, I've seen... You know, they brought back Super Monkey Ball a little bit. Then they brought, like, Sabade Amigo have his game that just came out recently. So they kind of, kind of, sort of digging in some of the roots. I think Space Channel 5, I think that, that game had a VR game, if I'm not mistaken, too. So they kind of digging in a little bit of some roots there. Well, Sega is finally digging back deep into the roots. And I mean just digging in the scalp just to go and get these games back on the shelf. Now, I did mention something back, some many podcasts back. Don't quote me on which one. <laughs> but we talked about this before. And I mentioned about Jet Set Radio having a remake, right? Um, we just didn't know what was going on with that. And the same thing going with Crazy Taxi. Well, <laughs> they showed us nice little clips of those games. Because the thing, the way how the trailer went, right? We say two individuals just playing games on the couch, right? And then it's like in a dark space room. I mean, it's lit and whatnot. But then there was like... It, like an arcade stick that was in the background and it started like making a bunch of noise and there was like a bunch of wind effects and stuff like that then i heard a bling i was like this is sonic with sega like what, what's going on here and i was i was literally like glued on that screen i was like what's going on here but it wasn't anything with sonic related but you know you just hear that little iconic bling from the ring and then you think of sonic and then sega well it wasn't about him this time it was about other games that have been probably shelved for years. And again, Jet Set Radio happened to be one of them. I mean, they literally showed it off and I was like, yo, look at Beats. He had like a nice little updated design and everything. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, with, with their design back then, we're talking like the 2000s, with their design, it still was futuristic because I mean, just because just of the environment, especially Jet Set Radio Future, hence the title name. I mean, it's, it's, it's dope, but yo, the fit and the drip that they had on there, I was like, this is going to be sick. And it looks like it's still going to be true to its roots. Because, again, it's going to be a remake. 
because the first game of Jet Set Radio was kind of more of like QTEs, quick time events. So a lot of it was like you either moving the analog stick on a, in, a, in an angle, in a circle, all different types of angles and whatnot. Jet Set Radio Future kind of did away with that and it was just like, okay, we just skate and you just, you tag property as you go. Like you just press a button and you just start spraying and then bam, you, you pretty much made your tag. That was it. I mean, getting chased by the cops, yeah. I mean, you kind of just let it battle them a little bit, but you weren't doing with the stuff that you were doing in the first game, right? Because it was like, so you stop, and you did the QTEs, and you just also had to run away from the cops, or the dogs, or the helicopters, trying to attack you, basically. So, but, just a radio future, oh, man. Not to mention, of course, that made me mad, because again, it was only on the Xbox. That's it. And now, we don't have that problem now, because guess what? They do a remake of it so yeah and then i saw crazy taxi I, I i lost my mind because they saw like the new cars that they have up there because that are just the actual taxis you can even drive a police car i'm looking like that's gonna be something <laughs> just the mayhem of crazy taxi i'm i'm dying to know what they're gonna do more with that game because that's like that is sick but that's not all they didn't just show just those two games they also show shinobi which shinobi Kind of, in a sense, had, like, the gameplay that you probably see nowadays with, like, the 2D, like, 2D, but yet, like, three-dimensional figure-like of the environment, like, they side-scrolling, basically running. And I was like, that's so sick. Kind of like Strider. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like playing Strider. And that's kind of how that gameplay works. Then they show Golden Axe, and I was like, what? Kind of Golden Axe is kind of giving me some God of War vibes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> And then there was Streets of Rage, which Streets of Rage was interesting because kind of out of the whole ordeal that I just listed with those five games, Streets of Rage technically had a current game, and that was Streets of Rage 4. Um, so it was interesting to see that one, but it looked like they were three-dimensional, kind of like almost like a Street Fighter kind of thing. And I was like, dude, this is going to be sick. And they said, and more. So they had an and more, right? And we mentioned about two with the Virtua Fighter. Because we were thinking about maybe is it going to be a virtual fighter like, was it five? They, they did, no, they already did five. Six. <laughs> See, that's how long it's been. It's lost count. So there could be a potential virtual fighter six. There's a potential chance that that can actually happen. We haven't seen a light of day on that game since probably the PS3, Xbox 360 days. So that's showing you the age of how old that game is. So... Sega digging into these roots and making it known of how, why they were the way they were. You know what I'm saying? It's... <laughs> so I'm ecstatic about what they're going to do. They might even bring back Knights, because Knights only had like two installments. The Sega Saturn and the Wii. That was it. So you can only imagine what kind of games. I mean, I know, and it's like, man, they did what they did with Shenmue. I'm like, well, Shenmue... They couldn't wait, so they did it themselves, so, you know. But it's just so cool seeing a lot of these older games. It's just Sega just going back to those, what made them them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm really excited for that. Of course, it'd be cool if they made another system, but I don't know. I mean, who knows? Anything could spark the interest of that, but man. I mean, Professor K looks so dope. <laughs> just that radio. <laughs> I was looking like, oh, snap. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, so yeah this this is gonna be cool so tailing away slowly from sega <laughs> um they showed a little bit of some other ones too um some games too as well um it was in no man's sky 
um, developer uh, shows off Light No Fire was a game too as well. I wasn't familiar with the game, but they showed that one off. Um, they showed off DLC for Final Fantasy 16. Um, so it's actually called for the Echoes of the Fallen and Rising Tide DLC. Uh, that's coming out in spring 2024. So, yep, if you haven't tried to finish that game, then definitely jump on that. Rise of the Ronin coming out in March 2024. That's going to be dope as well. It's, it's going to be pretty interesting playing some of these games in spring. Uh, Skulls and Bones. Uh, the release date for that game is going to be February 16, 2024. They showed a little bit of gameplay of that as well. So, yep. Oh, yeah. Dragon Ball was another one. And I was like, oh, snap. Because <laughs> we kind of forgot about it. Um, you know, about... Because I was talking with some friends about it, and we were forgot about the fact that it was like, oh, yeah, we did make that trailer of uh, Budokai Tenkaichi. And I was like, yeah, they that's all they showed was just that because I think it was shown back in Evo and they only showed just you know Goku and they showed just like throughout the time frame where they had uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 1, 2, and 3 and all that stuff like that and then they showed how it looked look like now especially Goku going Goku, uh, Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan and I was like oh snap they're showing it and so they didn't really show gameplay wise I'm pretty sure it's still in the works but they gave us a treat about showing us some of the stuff that they were doing fighting wise and they showed like Goku Vegeta powering up and you see Freeze up there and you see Broly up there the newer Broly powering up they were fighting against them too I was like oh snap I mean just the whole environment change and the dynamic of it I'm like dude I mean get, kudos to Dragon Ball still keeping it going through these years and still making video games of the same storyline even though of course Super having to be more expensive now expansive now but even still but man <laughs> and then it was showing like a nice little quick clip of some of the characters that are gonna be there. Like I saw Trunks, saw Jiren, I saw what the Wolf Brothers that was in there from the Tournament Power. Because I'm thinking, which I feel like we probably get more, um, um, more of like more detail exactly how they're gonna go about this Budokai Tenkaichi game style of it. Um, how far they're gonna go into the storyline? Because I mean, three obviously, what was showing obviously stuff with like the whole Dragon Ball Z and I think they throw a GT and they haven't touched the game and then I have to play it again but here I don't know how far they're gonna go with the storyline of a super because are they gonna go do everything a super then I see the I see obviously like I, said, I see Broly in there and that was pretty much he was part of the movie he was never part of the series because the movie came out after the series was finished so we might see Gohan go into his form that he was in in superhero I mean anything's possible but I'm looking like bro to see a Budokai Tenkaichi game style of, Go of Dragon Ball Z again, just Dragon Ball in general, is amazing. And so the title they gave us was uh, called Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. Don't know what that means, but <laughs> that is the title for the game, Sparking Zero. Yeah. But either which way, no matter how slice it, whatever title they give it, it's a Budokai Tenkaichi game. I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Fortnite was definitely giving some love to as well. They showed off a Rocket League kind of style of, um, well, called Fortnite Rocket Racing. So they were showing that out there, and it's actually supposed to be out right now. So definitely a lot of people was getting some love on that too as well. 
Uh, yeah. So that's pretty dope. Uh, they also showed off Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. Um, yeah, from the that game. So that game looks pretty interesting too as well. It's coming out next year. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to do as well and play. Um, no Rest for the Ricked. That one, they showed that one off too. So that was that's gonna be interesting to play as well. That's coming out in like around like the early part of 2024 for PC, um, and then later on for the other consoles. Um, yep. Then Bioware happened to show a veterans reveal of uh, new RPG. So they happened to show off Ex Exodus is another game they made, which I haven't seen. Well, Bioware of course hasn't been a big thing in a while, so. You know, they have made some games, some good games and stuff like that. I know I think uh, Resident, Resident Evil Dead Space was one, but um, but they haven't done anything for a while. So it's going to be interesting that they're doing any work. Some of the developers that happen to be in Bioware happen to be working on this game. So that's going to be interesting, too. Um, they also had a game that was developed by like the Goose Game developer. It's called Big Walk. Um, it's kind of interesting. I don't know how what that might be and anything like that, but cool. Uh, the casting of Freak Stone. Uh, that's also a game there too as well. I guess it's set by like the Dead by Daylight from what I researched at least. So that's going to be cool. That's coming out sometime soon. They've just made that announcement too. Kamari. Um, they showing off that game, which looks pretty cool. It looks like a pretty cool game um, to get into. And uh, actually, that might be something on my um, list. So, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool to play. Jurassic Park had a survival game coming out there, so that'll be nonsensical there too. Visions of Mania by Square Enix. I mean, you can look at this being a Square Enix game, and definitely looks pretty cool. That's definitely a game I could probably look into as well to play. Um, Hellblade was another one that's there too. They show that one off. Um, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons was shown up there too. And that was pretty cool. So the Den of Wolves happened to show that one off too. Um, that's gonna be pretty cool as well. Black Myth, that's gonna be cool. And yeah, there's a lot of ones. The other one will look really interesting is the Tales of Kinzura, Zhao. And um, it's an EA game. It's coming out within this uh, within the next year in the spring. So there's gonna be a lot of spring games coming out. That one, I'm, I'm really eyeing that one. I mean, it looks really cool. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the, the founder was out there. He was talking about it and was talking about that. And the style, the, it just looks so cool as a 2D side scroller. So that's coming out there too. Uh, Paleo, if you've ever played that game, was on the Nintendo Switch. Outlast Trailers. A trial, excuse me. Um, that one's another one too. Rise of the Golden Idol. That one's coming out too as well soon. As Dust Falls. Kind of kinda kinda gave me some vive, some like vibes of Resident Evil. That's how I see it from there too. And there was a lot of games from there. Uh Zenless Zone Zero. It's a pretty interesting looking game. Um definitely coming out for PC and Mac though, but it's coming out in 2024. Space Marine 2. It's also coming out there in 2024, but in September. So yeah, and then you had Mecha Break, which is taking like a little of Gundam in there, and it's like a whole 
sci-fi looking kind of game going on in there. So I don't know exactly what the multiplayer is. It's not the first time that there was probably some multiplayer based off of some Gundam action figures. Um, I played that first one that they had it, and it was not bad. Um, I think it was, was it Gundam Warriors? I think it was. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. The first Descendant is also getting one, a trailer too as well from there. Uh, Guilty Gear happened to show off in like one of like these random commercial ads that they showed off a trailer of Elephant Valentine, which she's going to be adding in there too. She had a dope little moveset. Plus, they also showed off something that probably got a lot of people excited for. Is a mode that probably there hasn't really been a release date for it, but they showed off, I guess, a little little teaser of a 3v3 mode. I was like, what? Now, of course, Arc Systems isn't brand new to that. I mean, of course, again, you have Dragon Ball Fighters having a 3v3, and then of course you think of something like Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which was 2v2, but bruh, <laughs> 3v3 in that game. I can already come up with a team. <laughs> that's that's going to be so sick. But I'm curious how they're going to go about doing that. In terms of it's just going to be... Obviously, I'm assuming they're going to do like a cis characters kind of thing in the background. Oh, man. That, that's... They're taking that game to the next level. That, that's going to be interesting, too. Especially if they keep bringing that into Evo. Right? So, it's like it's already enough if you put it in as like a 1v1, right? But I wonder what they would choose to do a 3v3 mode, though. That would be sick. <laughs> uh, that would be so... I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure they probably do, like, a poll. It'd be like, hey, you guys want to do a 1v1 or just a 3v3? Which, most likely, a lot of people probably want to see the 3v3. Because if they play, like, how Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Fighters play... <laughs> Yo, the... The... the the juggling, the, the the upsets, the whole gameplay nonsense that Dragon Ball Fighters was doing for these characters when they were getting beat up. I was like, bruh, it's, it's going to be insane. Uh, Banishers, Ghost of New Eden. Um, you know, they have another trailer for that one. The first Berserker, they showed that off too. Uh, Supernatural, they showed that one off a little bit. It was interesting too as well. Um, I think they had like a musical too as well. Uh, they showed Dead Cells um, twin reveals of Wilbrun, too. Uh, Thrasher. It's also an interesting game I was looking into for that one, too. That was going to be pretty cool. Arknights Enfield. That one's coming on the PS5 pretty soon. Um, then they showed off Suicide Squad. Um, showing off a lot with all them. More or less going off against the Flash and all this other tactics that they were pulling off, too, as well. That's another game that's coming out early of next year. That you can look forward to as well if you haven't already played somewhat of a demo of that game ready or not it was also another game they were showing off too um then they showed off um asgard rafts 2 uh they showed that one off a little bit and then starcraft was another one they showed um towards the end they also showed off a little bit of some stuff not towards the end more or less but throughout the show they showed off a little bit with um final fantasy 7 um the rebirth so they were showing that off a little bit, more or less the music of it. Um, they had the, um, you know, the singer singing out there too as well, which is pretty cool. Um, singing Eric's part, so that was cool, very cool indeed. So that was that's a lot of games that was being announced at that place. So definitely, if you want to get more detail than what was given, you could definitely check it out online. Um, I know there's a lot of articles out there on different websites that you can check that out, but. Or just simply just rewatch the trailers <laughs> of the video because uh, it was a lot that was shown off there too. 
Now, to kind of tail off from the Game Awards a little bit, they did show off a game trailer earlier in this week that happened to be GTA 6. And luckily enough, it was a small trailer, so it'd be a little bit of a quick recap over this. That game looks beautiful. <laughs> uh, the game engine that's being worked on GTA 6 is insane. I mean, it's literally being placed in Vince, Miami. I mean, no, I said Vince, Jesus Christ. Vice, <laughs> I should know this. I've been down in here in Florida. And Vice, Miami area of Florida. And dude, this place, this, it, it looks unreal. It, it looks like you're really actually there or you're watching like the news or some video of actual people in this environment because the insane stuff that was going on like between the cars and the strip club and them all over in the beach and everything like that. I mean, it, it was so big that it made it on like headline news, like CBS News. They were all talking about it too. So I'm looking like, wow, that's, that's how hype it was for that trailer. And considering the fact, again, this game's, you know, GTA 5 came out back in 2013. We haven't really seen anything more. They obviously been doing stuff with DLC and then they had towards the end, they have GTA 5 online. But seeing this game in motion like that, just off of a trailer, like a minute and some change, two minute video, just got you interested in the game. Now again, this game is technically supposed to be coming out in 2025. I'm not surprised by that. <clears throat> I'm really not. <laughs> I'm not surprised by that in the slightest. I want them to take their time as much as possible. And even if you never played anything with GTA, um, you know, anything related with that dude i would i would definitely look into this one a little bit this one looks pretty sick this one looks pretty sick this is what cyberpunk tried to do which speaking of which they also showed off some stuff with them then they had like i don't know they got an award for um was it best support yeah community support i was like really nah. people supporting the game i mean hey i want the game to succeed very well but i mean I, I mean i give it a shot at some point in time frame i will i will it's just that you can't help but feel the fact that you just felt so disappointed when it first came out. And I was like, dude, first impressions are everything. But, you know, they've been putting a lot of work, clearly, trying to win people back for that. But, yeah. But, dude, the look on GTA 6. People were trying to think that, oh, no, this must be just like these cutscenes that they just made. And I'm like, nah, homie, these are like, this is like the game. Like... It is sick. <laughs> All the mayhem that's going to be happening in GTA 6 is going to be amazing. That That is so dope. I mean, some of the shenanigans you just see from like the videos and stuff like that between the alligators <laughs> coming through the store. <laughs> people chasing after people with the cops and stuff like that. Just stuff that probably would happen in Florida. If you happen to be in Florida, you probably know a lot of this stuff can be true. You know what I'm saying? So, this is cool. But also, too, this is also the first time they also had two protagonists, both male and female, that you can change from as well. So, that's also going to be an interesting dynamic as well. But, man, this game. Whoo-wee. <laughs> so, and I guess what they're saying it's been in development since 2018 for GTA 6. I was like, wow. They did a lot. <laughs> they did a lot in there 
so it's it's so beautiful i mean if you take a chance definitely take a chance of like the trailer and the cutscenes and everything like that because the lighting and the whole everything like you're just watching the whole movie it's it's so good it is so good it is so good so I know that was a lot to take in there for gaming a little bit, so hopefully you guys can run it back and look at a lot of the stuff that was announced and everything along those lines. Now, moving on from gaming, we're going to talk about some sports, and we'll be right back after that. And we're back. Now, on to some sports. Now... We're talking about a little bit with some NBA right now, and they have the in-season tournament that's going on currently right now. And so far, it's been pretty interesting these past couple of games as well, as well as the regular games as well. Unfortunately, my Knicks got kind of, sort of, maybe, I don't know, maybe eh, knocked out from the tournament. And what a score of 146 to 122. I mean, at least we were in the triple digits. At least we put up a fight. That's all I can say. <laughs> Moving on. The Lakers and the Suns, they have the quarterfinal as well. Um, them two went against each other. That game was a little bit closer by three points. But the Lakers have to prevail from that game, 106 to 103. Now, keeping that into the current state right now, yesterday they happened to have the quarterfinal. Um, excuse me, the other games they happened to have, not yesterday, but on December 4th, they happened to the quarterfinal between the Celtics and the Pacers. Well, the Pacers actually beat the Celtics, so 122 and 112. And the Kings lost to the Pelicans as well. So, yeah, that was mighty interesting. Now, to talk about yesterday as we get into the semifinal, the Pacers went against the Bucks, And the Pacers even beat the Bucks. Now, granted, I know this is an season tournament, but even still, dang, the Pacers? No one would have thought about the Pacers right now. I mean, but mm, that's, that's kind of wild. As for the Pelicans and the Lakers, to me, that would have been a toss-up to me. Um, they both look like good teams anyway, going in here anyway, and the Lakers sure showed them up because it was 133 to 89 that the Lakers had. I mean, I was watching the game. I watched both a little bit of both game, well, a little bit of the Pacers and the Bucks game, but then I saw the Lakers and the Pelicans, and I did fall asleep right after that because I was like, oh man, this game was like getting whipped. So I was knocked out on the couch when I saw that. <laughs> I woke up. I was like, "Yeah, it was over." Scored one thirty-three to eighty-nine. I was like, "Yikes!" So, I mean, Zion. At least, if anything, Zion was looking pretty good out there in the court. So, with that team, I mean, they, the Pelicans got a squad. I mean, we had CJ McCollum out there and Brandon Ingram. I mean, it's still pretty dangerous of a squad, but I do say so myself. Now, with that in-season tournament, they do have um, the game today. I mean, they have a, the, the in-season tournament finale, which happens to be the Pacers and the Lakers going against each other. We'll be tomorrow at 8.30. So that was pretty much about it for that part of the season. So of the, at least for the in-game season tournament. And they all played over at Las Vegas. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. should be very interesting between those two teams. How about that? The Lakers having to win out like that. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. As for regular games today, they have the Pistons and the Magic. Um, well, I can't say Magic is one of the worst teams right now because they're kind of looking pretty good so far. So I'll say the Magic will probably prevail from them, from the Pistons. Hawks and 76ers, I'll probably say the 76ers. The Raptors and the Hornets. Mm. Eh. 
I'll probably give it to the Hornets. The Wizards and the Nets, I would say the Nets, Knicks and Celtics. Pff, of course my Knicks. Please. Ain't no, ain't no discussion about that. We're taking it. We're beating them down. No no worries. No sweat. You know what I'm saying? I ain't worried. Warriors and Thunder. <laughs> Warriors and Thunder. Uh, I'll say the Warriors. The Cavaliers and the Heat. I'll say the Cavs. Timberwolves and Grizzlies. Timberwolves. And surprisingly, the Timberwolves are doing pretty good so far for regular season games-wise. Pretty good so far. So far. Let's see how long they can keep it. Bulls and the Spurs. Spurs slightly. Kings and the Celtics probably be more of a tighter game, obviously, amongst some of the games that's up here. But I might say the Kings might squeak by with that. The Rockets and the Nuggets. Nuggets. Clippers and the Jazz. I would say the Clippers. And you got the Mavericks and the Trailblazers. I will say Magic. So, yep. And like I said, the only other game that's happening Saturday is that in-season tournament. And then they will pick up more games going into Monday, back to the regular season stuff. For the standings of the NBA... Right now, the Celtics are leading into the Eastern Conference with 15 and 5. Bucks is behind them, 15 and 7. With Magic, 14 and 7. 76ers, 13 and 7. My Knicks, 12 and 8. Though we're tied with the Pacers with that same record. Heat are 12 and 9. Also tied with the Cavaliers, but they're seventh, and the Cavs are eight. The Nets are 11 and 9. Hawks, 9 and 11. Raptors, 9 12. Bulls, 8 14. Hornets, 6 and 13. Wizards 3 and 17 and the Pistons 2 and 19 pretty sad indeed at least for me uh, The Timberwolves, like I said before right now are leading the pack right now for right now with 16 and 4 Thunder 13 and 7 Nuggets 11 14 third right now Lakers are fourth 14 and 9 uh, Okay, interesting Kings uh, excuse me the Mavericks are uh, 12 and 8 as fifth Kings are 11 and 8 Suns are 7 with 12 and 9 right now and the pelicans are eight with 12 and 11 clippers are broke even with 10 10 as night spot rock is 9 9 war is 7 11 jazz 7 14 grizzlies 6 and 14 side with the trailblazers and the spurs are dead last with 3 and 17 again all these can change moving over to the nfl some interesting games that happened within last sunday and this past week so uh you had the seahawks and the cowboys go against each other right uh, well, I kind of predicted the fact of that game that they beat them that time frame, um, that, that game for that time frame. So you also had the Colts and the Titans. They went in overtime with that one with 31 and 28. The Falcons beat the Jets. Yes. 13 and eight <laughs> Lions. I kind of predicted them to beat the Saints like that. 33 and 28. The Broncos and the Texans. That was a tight little game there, too, as well. But the Texans happened to prevail on that game, too. Uh, the Chargers and the Patriots. Sleeper game, but it was 6-0. Chargers winning that one. The Cardinals and the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers disappointed me on that one because I thought they were supposed to beat the Cardinals. And that was crazy. 24-10. Dolphins, I expected the Commanders to lose to them. It was 45-15. Panthers and the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's the Panthers right now. Trash. So, the Bucks happen to win there. 21-18. The 49ers and Eagles. That one, I thought was going to be more of a tighter game. But the Eagles just kind of folded. And I was like, man, 42-19. So, um, that definitely was a big test on the Eagles right now to, to tighten up. <laughs> You know, I know the fans were hot, but hey, stuff happens. Browns and the Rams, 36-19 uh, for the Rams. The Packers was another upset that night. 
because no one, no one, other than the Chiefs head fans themselves, no one thought that the Packers were going to beat the Chiefs like that. And the Packers came in there and just beat them. Not bad, but beat them. 27-19. And I was like, dang. <laughs> the Packers. And then made them even closer into the being the hunt for the wild card. Because they're now 6-6. Six and six. So I'm like, that's wild. So, yeah. Thanks, Chiefs, I guess. The Bengals and the Jaguars... That was also a little bit of a surprise, too, as well, with that one. And, of course, it was in overtime, but the Jaguars took an, a little bit of an L from the Bengals off of three points. Yesterday, they happened to show the game off working on this Week 14 with the Patriots and the Steelers. Steelers ain't looking too hot right now with another loss, and this was against the Patriots, who was also struggling on their own end. So I was like, yikes! As for games that's going on this week, we got the Texans and the Jets. I will say the Texans for that one. Ravens and the Rams. I would hope that the Ravens will beat the Rams. The Pan Panthers and the Saints. I mean, it's a toss-up, but I would say the Saints for that one. Colts and the Bengals. Eh, mm, I don't know. Could be maybe tight, but I would say the Colts. Uh, the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Bucks. Jaguars and the Browns. Uh, I would say the Jaguars for that one. Lions and the Bears. I would say the Lions. Lions. There should be no reason why they lose to the Bears. Seahawks and 49ers. 49ers. Vikings and Raiders, uh, it could be a toss-up. I feel like the Vikings could, but they also lost to the Bears. So, I mean, I might throw that one to the Raiders, honestly. The Broncos and the Chargers, I say maybe the Broncos. Bills and the Chiefs, that should be an interesting game matchup there, but I will say the Chiefs. Um, Eagles and the Cowboys. Well, you must believe I despise the Cowboys, like probably anybody else, not just because they're on division. But a lot of teams despise that whole fan base. The Eagles better poop on them Cowboys. I know they took that L last week against the 49ers. They do not need an L against the Cowboys. If they want to make it and make sure they secure that number one seeded spot, they do not need to lose to them Cowboys. It won't be looking too good, especially if they got to face them the wild card again, depending on the situation. Then my Giants going against the Packers. And I hope and pray we don't end up looking like the Chiefs. When they win against the Packers, and hopefully they can, you know, come out there. I mean, clearly we're not going anywhere with the with the playoffs right now. But you know, hey, put up a good fight at least, right? It's gonna be at home base. It's gonna be on Monday, day 15, and yeah, actually there's gonna be two games going on Monday. Actually, it's gonna be our game, and you got the Titans and the Dolphins. So yeah, it's gonna be pretty interesting there too as well. So yeah, look forward to that. So, moving on to the NCAA football as well. We also had some championships, too, that happened over the last week. We had some interesting ones. Oregon and Washington was a tight game there that Friday, and they happened to win. Washington happened to win 34-31 to 31, um, for Oregon. Texas and Oklahoma State went against each other there with 49-21. SMU and Tulane happened to uh, scrap it out, but they had 26-14. and 14. Georgia and Alabama. The one of probably the one of the highlighted games of that ordeal. Alabama came through and beat Georgia. People were thinking, I mean, granted, Georgia is undefeated, was undefeated, and Alabama came in as underdog, clearly, and they came in there swinging. I was like, wow. Yeah, there was some there was some upset faces. <laughs> but man, that's crazy. Do it in the playoffs. Do it in the championship. You know what I'm saying? You build up all the way to this point, and they lost, man. That's that's wild. Michigan and Iowa, well, not really much to say about that one. 
It was a Big Ten championship, and I expected Michigan to win that one, but they went out with style because it was 26-0. Iowa was MIA in that whole thing. And then Florida State won theirs um, in their ACC uh, tournament with 16-6 against Louisville, um, being undefeated as well. Here comes the creme de la creme of how this situation went with the rankings. It it was really controversial um, to the point. Now, Michigan and Washington made sense. Michigan being number one, Washington made number two, because they also were two teams that are undefeated, right? But you also had Florida State that was also undefeated. Now, granted, Georgia, even though they were undefeated, obviously up to the point of that championship, obviously they were going to get knocked down, clearly, right? How far was the real question? Because keep in mind, you also have the bracket of the championship of one, two, three, and four. There has been some talks about trying to make it and expand the whole entire bracket to more than just those four. I think it was like the top 12 teams, if I'm not mistaken. So, which would have had better chances of you trying to get to the actual national championship. I'm surprised they haven't done that in years because this has pretty much been an ongoing problem. Well, it was definitely exposed <laughs> this past Sunday, uh, of last Sunday at least. Because uh, they, they were exposed. That whole committee, when they came to voting, I'm like, wow. So, let me keep going with that. So, three happened to be Texas. I mean, I know they got a loss on their belt, but Texas went up there as number three. Four, you know, happened to, um, they got they got booted up there like that, to that spot. Um, but then you also have Alabama being in there into the actual bowl itself i was like really yeah i was like dang and so it took out because now georgia is number six right and then florida state was number five again florida state being undefeated somehow is not in that big bowl that's happening there which is wild. <laughs> I mean, it shocked me too. I mean, I mean, and Alabama's a great school. I mean, obviously a great football team. Don't get me wrong with that. But dude, undefeated Florida State. <laughs> through all the troubles and tribulations that came through here. Now, I know there's a lot of things that came into there as well when it came to voting. Because again, people were looking at like their schedule, who they went against, you know, Especially if you look in somewhere like the SEC, that is a very tough conference. Um, I mean, those are the biggest conferences anyway. You have SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, um, the ACC. And if you want to throw in the Pac-12, you can as well. I think that was other conference as well. But those are the biggest conferences there too. And I would think they would have some tough conferences or tough schools that they will go against anyway. But again, Florida State is in the ACC. Now, you probably have to look through their schedule and see how that goes. But even still, I mean, they had an undefeated record. They're the three teams up there so far that had an undefeated record along with Washington and Michigan. So that is wild to me to see that. And I, I fell for them. They, they obviously, you know, had their, you know, criticism on there as well. I mean, they had every right to be because that was, that was a rough thing to see and hear that they were doing that. But they didn't change anything about it. <laughs> they didn't do a thing about it. So, having said all that, there's going to be obviously some bowls that happen every year. So, the first bowls start off on December 16th. 
So you won't see any college football this week, but definitely next week you will. And it's going to be a lot of balls going throughout the whole entire week. So, and then throughout probably, obviously, the whole rest of the month of December. As they lead up to the big bowls of, like, the Rose Bowl, Super Bowl, and all that. Oh, the Sugar Bowl, excuse me. And everything along those lines. So, that's going to be pretty huge. But I feel for them on that, too, as well, as they wrap up the um, college football season. So, I mean, who can I see if I'm doing an early pick on this? Who can I see going against in the national championship? I mean, you got Michigan and Alabama going against each other. You got Washington and Texas. I would think Washington would get through against Texas. Um, I mean, it would be pretty obviously be like some some kind of story of Alabama and Texas going against each other because they're both obviously used to be coaches together. So, you know, that'd be something there. But if we're going to get back to reality, I would say Washington would come out of there. See, it's not an easy feat to say that with Michigan and Alabama, though. Because Nick Saban and that whole crew and just that team, I mean, you just don't know. But I know Michigan will definitely squeak. It will It will be a close game. I'd be shocked if it would be a blowout, but it would be very much of a close game. But I have Michigan coming out of that one. I do. I have Michigan coming out of that one. Surprise me, yes. But I definitely would say Michigan will come out of that one. That's going to be a very interesting game there, too. So, yep. Yep. And to tie in a little bit of some music in there, um, some new music. I know Nicki Minaj happened to have her new uh, project out there with Pink Friday, too. And I was hearing some some fire from there as well. I mean, you hear it on the radio. You hear it on streaming. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> you see some, you hear some fire coming out there right now. I'm like, yes, sir. Some new fire coming out of that album, so that's gonna be dope. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. So yeah, yeah, some new tracks to look forward to as well. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but any which way, um, that's about it for the podcast. Thank you guys for listening as always. You guys have yourselves a safe week. We'll talk to you later next time.